Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast, where we give you a brief recap of the day's market action based on what we see in the VRA investing system and, more importantly, what we see looking forward for investors. This morning, we got the latest round of U.S. unemployment data back with another 3.8 million workers seeking U.S. unemployment aid, bringing the past five-week total to over 30 million unemployed. That is a painful number to say out loud here, but to give you a little bit of perspective, that is the total number of people employed by 26 states. Now, another stat here. At the height of the Great Depression, unemployment hit a high of 25.6%. Going into the shutdowns, we had had unemployment of 7.1 million Americans. And when you combine that with the 30 million additional unemployed in the last five weeks, that brings the real unemployment rate estimates to 37 million. And Paul Ashworth, the chief U.S. economist at Capital Economics, estimates that that makes the percentage of unemployed based on the size of the labor force now up to 23%, just 2.5% lower than the height of the Great Depression. That means roughly one in four Americans in the labor force are right now unemployed. Now, I will say many officials disagree with that number, saying that the estimates are probably closer to 15%, but then you have uh, uh, agencies like Moody's, where their head of fiscal policy said that that number, the $37 million, could be on the low end because states have backlogs of unemployment claims that have not been processed yet. So it, it's heartbreaking to hear, mind-boggling, and affirms the point here that we must reopen the U.S. economy. And on, the, on some slightly better news here, states are beginning to open back up. And fortunately, here in Texas, t- today marks the last day for at least – Uh, some of the lockdowns as phase one reopening begins tomorrow. Now, there are restrictions uh, on what capacity some businesses can operate at. And then phase two goes into effect on May 18th after they see how the first stage of rolling out goes. But as we've talked about here often, the insanity of these lockdowns are the real crisis here. As far, far more Americans are now unemployed than would have ever, without shutdowns even, would have ever been infected by the coronavirus. And we thought America was this ideal of the free world. But had we taken the approach, uh, the same approach as Sweden or Japan, much of this could have been avoided here. And now, I want to be clear that in times like this, in a pandemic, a true pandemic outbreak, that You know, this disease wasn't even known of five to six months ago. So, yes, there are some fears, legitimate concerns. But the U.S. government can only recommend stay-at-home provisions. Anything more than that is against the U.S. Constitution. To be making these lockdown orders mandated by law is unconstitutional. When you look at a a country like Japan... It is illegal in their constitution for them to mandate the same level of lockdowns that we have here in the United States. And again, we thought America was this ideal of the free world. But rather instead, we've seen this robbing of our civil liberties and our constitutional rights. It is an example of modern fascism in America. 
And it's great to see our, some of our leaders starting to step up, business leaders that is, is Elon Musk took an opportunity on the Tesla earnings call last night to speak out, calling it fascist as well, and that forcibly imprisoning people in their homes is against their constitutional rights. Here's what he had to say. This is the time to think about the future and also to ask, is it right to infringe upon people's rights as what is, as what is happening right now? He went on to say, I think people are going to be very angry about this and are very angry. We've seen it, the protests, uh, those are my words, but back to Elon Musk. It's like somebody should be. If somebody wants to stay in their house, that's great. They should be allowed to stay in their house and they should not be compelled to leave. But to say that they cannot leave their house and that they will be arrested if they do, this is fascist. This is not democratic. This is not freedom. Give the people back their goddamn freedom. That's Those are Elon Musk's words, strong words. And I listened to the call, uh, his earnings call. He was very passionate about it, had some other uh, choice explicitives there uh, to say. But folks, that's the stance that we have taken here since day one of the lockdowns. And we need to speak up and make our voices heard to ensure that this does not happen. We are not robbed of our civil liberties and that our privacy is not taken away for a little temporary protection. After 9-11, we got the Patriot Act. The government loves to use a crisis like this as an opportunity to expand their power, their surveillance programs, and slowly take away our privacy. If we don't speak up now, we're going to get an exact repeat of what we saw after 9-11 where they install surveillance programs saying that this is temporary. It's only because of this event, but they stay long after the threat is gone. Here we are 19 years after 9-11, and we still have many of those surveillance, all of those surveillance measures still in place here. As the old Benjamin Franklin quote goes, those who are willing to give up freedoms for little temporary protection deserve neither. But when you, this is interesting, when you look at the markets, before today at least, it's tough to tell that lives are being ruined. The NASDAQ is up over 30% from its March 23rd lows. And the total market cap of U.S. equities to GDP is now back to, these are bubble highs of 138% equities to GDP. Well past the levels in the early 2000s and right back to where we were. From our point of view, This makes the public more docile and more controllable. When the markets are rising, it makes at least some people feel better. So the powers that be are getting exactly what they want here. Now, we did get a little bit of a pullback in our markets today. Uh, All four of our major indexes did finish lower today. We were led lower by the Russell 2000 down 3.68% to 1,310. We were followed there. by the Dow, which was down 0.93% to 24,404, followed by the S&P 500 down 0.78% to 2,916, and lastly, the NASDAQ down 0.29% to 8,889 on the day. So not a strong day there. We did see some strength in the internals, which I'll get to here in, in a second. But with the exception of the NASDAQ now, all of our major indexes are below their 200-day moving average. That is when bad things tend to happen. And as we see it here, this is still a bear market rally until proven otherwise. With the VRA investing system just at 3 out of 12 screens bullish, 9 out of 12 bearish, that's how we have to play it, even with the Fed pumping 
funny money into the economy. And here's our bear market rally playbook that we've been talking about here. This is what we were watching for before we began to take really aggressive action here. We have taken some action on the short side. Uh, but this is what kicked off the 30, 45% move lower at the start of the, of the coronavirus. So these are the patterns that we'll be watching for. Going in to the crisis, oil was already leading the way lower as we hit a high in the year on January 8th. So before the next move lower, we look for oil to continue their move lower. We also look for the market internals to start breaking down. We have not seen that yet. We got a little bit of weakness in the internals today, but before this, the past few days were really strong. Uh, we got a solid day yesterday, but they did, as I mentioned, start breaking down today, which I'll get to here in a second. We're also watching for tech, the semis, and biotechs, uh, healthcare stocks to start leading the way lower. These were our leaders on the way up before the crash, and we're looking for them to lead the way lower. While uh, the NASDAQ was our leader on the day, even though it was down, the semis were down pretty big today. So something that we're certainly watching here. Next was is sentiment. When it begins to reach a neutral or bullish um, type of reading, we've not seen this yet as the AAII Investor Sentiment Survey came out yesterday. It's still overwhelmingly bearish, up slightly from last week. Uh, we got last week's readings were 24% bulls. Now we're at 30% bulls with 44% of investors still bearish right now. 25% um, are neutral though. Uh, but as the bears are beginning to cover their shorts, it's already happening. Once they flip and go long, that is when we're looking for the next wave lower to really occur. We'll also be watching for volatility to begin to spike again. We did see a little bit of that today. The VIX uh, finished up. It was up uh, higher earlier in the day, finishing up 9.35% to 34 on the VIX. Um, and one other point of interest, just a little bonus here, not one of the ones um, of those top five, but treasury yields are continuing to fall. That is not a sign of economic growth. So something else that we're watching for here. But those early warning indicators were from our our third week of February breakdowns. That's what led the way lower. So that is the repeating pattern that we're looking for. And we're just simply not out of the woods yet. When you have 37 million Americans unemployed, 30 million in just the last five weeks, a lot of those people just simply aren't going to get their jobs back. Uh, some of them, yes, they will. We're seeing bankruptcies already, though. Uh, J. Crew just announced today they're likely filing for bankruptcy as well. Neiman Marcus already did. Uh, the world's economic engine isn't just going to fire right back up and firing on all cylinders again. And we're also coming up on sell in May and go in, uh, and go away. Now I know that rhyming prophecies uh, can can get some uh, some skepticism, but ninety percent of all stock market gains come from the time period from October through April, making the worst time to be an investor from May to December. So when you got a month like a March where we were extremely down and then April extremely up, we continue to see volatility ahead. Now, as I mentioned earlier, here are our internals on the day. Advances did lose out to declines two and a half to one, uh, yeah, roughly two and a half to one negative on the day. New highs, new lows were our bright spot. Nearly five to one positive, albeit both numbers were on the low side uh, as far as companies go. And lastly here, volume coming in slightly, two to, just about two to one negative on the day as well.
Next up, taking a look at our sectors on the day, we finished with two out of our 11 sectors higher on the day. Those were consumer discretionary and communication services. Our laggards on the day were materials down almost 3%, followed there by financials and utilities. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold took a little another breather today. And folks, these are the pullbacks that we're looking for as great buying opportunities. We're well positioned here in the VRA portfolio for the coming rally that we see in both gold and the miners. As we covered here, we expect the coming move in the miners to really exceed the bull market from 2008 to 2011, where GDX soared 276%. And you can join us at VRAinsider.com. We have a 14-day free trial right now to see how we are positioned here in our portfolio for this. Uh, but we see this. This is going to be the bull market of bull markets coming in, in precious metals and miners, and you'll want to be positioned early. Gold was down on the day 1.17% to 1,693 an ounce. Silver down almost 1% today, 0.96% to $15.01 an ounce. Copper down 0.86% to $2.35 a pound. Oil did rally big today, almost back to $20 a barrel. It's shocking to hear myself say that. But rallied 26% today to $19.09 a barrel. And lastly, Bitcoin actually broke over 9,000 earlier today, hitting a high of 9,441 of Bitcoin before falling this afternoon, still up 1.37% to 8,825 now. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our podcasts every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click that podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.